0: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen 2 glass I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales, And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. I'm saying this in a celebratory way, but also with a few tears in my eye. The 360 sold.
1: Oh, I know it's sold. <laughs> I mean, the whole
0: car community know it's sold. Bloody hell. I mean, actually, ladies and gentlemen, you crashed the Collecting Cars website last night. Yeah. As the auction for my Ferrari 360 ended, so many people logged on. To witness the end of the auction that you crashed the site. So, Tony, you're probably not wrong to say that a lot of the car community are aware that it's sold. Wait, they are. Um, but yeah, my God, I'm not gonna name the buyer. He wants to remain anonymous, but he is actually a listener of this podcast. Paid top
1: dollar For my car. What an absolute hero. An absolute congratulations to him. And actually, I I have mobbed that car, mate, and (laughs) gone in on it several times. And actually nearly died in it once. (laughs) But he has bought a really lovely example of a 360 Uh Modena, And that's partly credit to you because you maintained it. Is it presidiously?
0: Prestidiously
1: Yeah Yeah That's it You actually
0: got me a little bit emotional then <laughs> I was like, Tony, you're okay, saying nice no? things about the 360 I'm like, I'm getting really teary-eyed But Yeah It's yeah. still a pile of shit
1: but... <laughs> It's a nice awesome Somebody else is of shit, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to recap, in case you missed last week's episode, which I don't think, uh, well, you regular listeners would have, because it was very, uh, well, we got great listener numbers last week, Tony. Oh, yeah. Um, the car went up at uh, Collecting Cars. Uh, sort of auction started slow-ish. Uh, kind of got up to, like, the mid-40s uh, by midweek, and then it kind of stalled out. And then at some point, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, I got a text from the Collecting Cars team saying big bid has just come in go check it out so i opened the page and i was like 70 grand i was mm-hmm. like hello like i knew it was worth that wasn't sure anyone else would think so <laughs> yeah. and they uh, they were like we're just checking it out because uh, it had jumped from i think 47 and a half then a bid came in from 65 and then that same bidder then bid up, bid, himself up bid himself up to yeah. 70k and they were yeah, like that's a car? little that's a little unusual so we're just going to check it out and also it's a big leap like step bear with us and i was like oh please don't be a hoax because like i'm really excited now. please
1: don't be tony <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if it was me going, oh, you idiot. <laughs> no one's paying this
0: much um but no they'd said look it all seems legit and actually the guy then dm'd me on on instagram a few days later and you know i was like look I, I keep my fingers crossed for you but he was like look just so you know It was just fully intentional. Essentially, his tactic, as far as I understood it, was I really want the car and I kind of just want to end things early. Like, I want to bid it sort of strongly enough that everyone else is going to go, I'm out, fine. Like, let's just watch it go. Like, good on that guy. Mm -hmm. So I think his initial bid was the 65K. and Then he kind of got a bit nervous and thought, oh, maybe that's not going to be enough to really like warn people off or ward people off, so I'll go 70. And good on him, because I actually got two emails post that from people saying that their max bids were going to be 60... Well, one was 64 and one was 65K. Um, so so they wouldn't he wouldn't have bought it. Or if he left it at 65, it could have got a bit juicy at the end, but he made the right tactic for him. And he wanted the car, because apparently he's watched a lot of the adventures, he's listened to the podcast. He felt attached to the car, understood it's maybe... Well, he had more... He got the sentimental value for him. The sentimentality for him. So I think, let's be honest, he has paid top dollar. I paid top dollar for that car six years ago. He's paid top dollar, but he's very happy to have done so.
1: Yeah. And I'm ecstatic that he's done so. And I'm glad he feels like some sort of attachment to it because I've been in it and never felt attached to it. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was going to fall apart. (laughs) Hey, don't say that. Don't say that. No, honestly, it is a... like I just said, it's a, it's a it's a really, really lovely example. And I'm I'm pleased it's obviously gone to a good home.
0: Yeah, all jokes aside, for me it was literally the best scenario because I know that car is going to be cherished and loved and continue to be driven the way that I've driven it. It's gonna yeah. be taken on adventures, uh, The owner owners got plans to oh, take going it into yeah. Oh, I'm totally gonna to oh, use lovely. it. Also means that I can stay in touch with them because I... So <laughs> Regret the decision and want to buy it back. I'm obviously going to have to pay even top, top, dollar at that point. Uh, he's really got me over to a battle at that he's stage. Done hasn't you he? In. Yeah, he's, he? Maybe that's his tactic. Maybe he knew Sam's going to regret this and want it back at some point. So I'll make sure he has to pay loads. Um, but no, see, I, it, it makes the whole situation. Actually dreamier than I could have ever imagined. Um, so I'm super, super happy. Uh I think the car will be handed over later this week. For all of those conspiracy theorists, I don't know why I did this, but (laughs) during the week I really allowed myself to get into the the dark corners of the of the web. Uh reading forums and comment threads about the car and the list. I never do this. No. But a few people had sent me links and I ended up on a piston heads thread and i left up on some twitter thread and the even the comments on the listing of collecting cars oh the internet just annoys me sometimes like it's vile everyone was like you know he's being paid by collecting cars they're they're bidding up on purpose like oh he's scamming people it it clearly needs a new clutch and he can't afford it so that's why he's selling it and and he's gonna pretend like it doesn't need one and (laughs) the best one i saw was um was (laughs) i thought this was forever car Clearly, YouTubers will do anything just for a few views. We've had
1: it... A lot of <laughs> i mean, waiting. It. Six years. 30,000
0: miles. Driven it... Well, part of the Mille Mille tribute. Driven it all across Europe into Africa. I mean... I bet you spent 40 grand maintaining it. And literally, I have always, always, always said there is only one reason why I would ever sell the 360... And in last week's podcast, I clarified that that is my intention to replace it at some point with a challenge to Dali. Like, oh, that just, you can see it it pushed a button, didn't it? That comment, I was just like, oh, come on. Like,
1: (laughs) if there is
0: one car that has not followed the cliched YouTuber, uh, what's it called, pattern. Yeah surely it's that car. Like, I will admit I've done cliched YouTuber things in my life and heck, I am a YouTuber. So I'm not a, um, uh, a saint. Yeah, I'm not a saint. <laughs> but surely that's the one car that has had a bit of a, a different vibe to it. Um, so anyway, look, long story short, let's not get caught up on the negativity. Very positive experience. Huge thanks to collecting cars for, it did end up being the perfect place to sell it because of what we said. Because of that, That guy knew that he was prepared to pay a little bit extra because it was my card. He's witnessed what it's done. He knew everything that's been going through. That wouldn't have happened if I just shoved it up for sale with you. We would have to have figured out a price. We weren't going to do the POA, price on application. We would have had to put a price up and we might have undersold it because I think realistically, I probably would have listed it, I would have forced you to list it at like 62,
1: 63, maybe even 65 grand. You would have gone, it's never going to sell. Well, yeah, I would have said that, but my, my biggest reservation selling that car would have been trying to put a warranty on it. Um, from yeah, my point of view, very good as in from a, from a dealer's point yeah, of view. I, very mean, good I, point. I have a liability, so...
0: You do. That's It would have been fine. Cars in great shape. Or orders to serviced it. Literally, oh, oh, He's a joke of that man. Yeah, I sent him the car. Saying, Look, can you do the handover because I'm going away, mm. and just give the car a quick ones over just to make sure it's in good shape for whoever's going to pick it up. And he texted me going, "Just serviced it, replaced two ball joints. Won't need any work for twelve months." I
1: was like, <laughs> "Oh, lovely."
0: I mean, mate, you could have made some money there. Oh, good. Should have unscrewed some stuff so that whenever the buyer came, he went, "Oh well, we're going to have to fix that." Um, oh, nice man. He's just a hero, that man. And don't worry, he will continue to be on the channel with whatever my next car will be. And actually, oh, just on I didn't that, think
1: he serviced Romers. <laughs>
0: Don't because a lot of people are still on the Roma chat. (laughs) Just on that. So, the challenge for Dali hunt, I suppose. There is a challenge for Dali coming up on collecting cars in like a few weeks. I guess, watch this. My big thing is right, right hand drive cars, they feel out of like impossible. Like they're circa 200 odd grand, I think. Left hand drive cars just aren't coming to the market. I am sort of spec specific. I have a sort of idea of what I want. I mean, I know you're all going to send me challenge style links because you are, but anyway, look, the 360 is gone. I'm now in a position to move forward. So I'll keep you up to date. Watch this space. Hopefully it's not, it's not going to be long. There'll be news to share. I'm sure there'll be news to share. <laughs> anyway, she'll move away from the, uh, from the 360. Yeah. um, there, I actually wanted to talk about the market in general, really, because aside from my car, and actually reading a lot of those comments on the Pistonhead's heads and Twitter threads, um, the market in general is down. I think a lot of people were like, wow, that's a lot of money, especially in this market, was the comment I saw a lot of. Mm. And in recent weeks and months on collecting cars, on bottoms of the market, on these kind of auction sites. Because auctions, I think, are the interesting way to analyse it, right? If you look at auto trader listings, no matter what the market's doing, people can still advertise cars for whatever they like. We can, yeah. But at least an auction shows you what cars are theoretically selling for yeah. in any one yeah. moment. So talk to me. Where are you at? What are you finding? How do you analyse the market?
1: And what I want to know is, what are the juicy bargains at the <laughs> Well, uh, long story short, in general, it's hard at the moment, mate. Mm. But but I I think it's hard in a lot of industries, not just our industry. It's just genuinely hard. What makes it worse is is that this quarter of the year is historically not very good anyway. But hold on a sec. I'm going to flip
0: reverse this on you. Yeah. Because you're talking as a seller and as a dealer. Yeah. Let's think of it. As a buyer. But I am a buyer. Ah, oh, yes, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I buy more cars than anyone. Yes, that's a very good point. Okay, <laughs> so, but therefore, so is it tough on a buyers Because I see this as the land of opportunity. Do you mean it? Like, yeah. like a Luso, V12 Luso, green and tan, went on collecting cars, 130-odd yeah. grand. Yeah. What a car. They're, yeah. like, usually, like, 190, 200. So I'm like, oh, I should keep my eyes peeled here, because I can pick up, I don't know, a Cayman R for... 25 grand, yeah.
1: Woo. which sounds like
0: too much money to me. But. <laughs> no, came in, I was like 50 grand these days. Lovely, yeah. Like. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, so you're it's, it's bad news even in the world of buying, you think? Well, uh, we, we are, as you know, we're a holder of stock, mm-hmm. so obviously our stock depreciates, but so does every other car in the country. So when we sell that depreciating stock, because that's what happens, we then buy a at the, not the same price that we bought the previous car for. Sure. So the, the everyone suffers. The the general public suffers. The dealers suffer.
0: But at what point? Because okay, fine. So let's say let's take Cayman R for example. No, let's take that. Uh, loose. Okay, let's just take a car for example. A car. Uh, let's think of a car that's like a bar, represents a bargain. Like let's say you bought a Cayman GT Four mm. Seven Eighteen Generation mm. for sixty grand, fifty grand. 60 no grand? chance. Okay.
1: 718 gt4s help me out here They're still 80
0: fine okay. retail fine yeah. so let's say you somehow get one for 75 someone wants a quick fire sale Lovely. no one's no one's paying attention you're in on an auction boom 75 grand well done good for
1: them right so good it's for not them. all a disaster there are actually opportunities out there yeah and what we what we always find as well <clears throat> is that people when the market starts to deteriorate there's still people out there but they watch a lot more than they actually yeah. do. So they just watch the market and they see if the car's going to keep getting reduced. So in years gone by, um, the public have had the power, obviously. And then we had the power as dealers when there was a shortage of cars because we had the product and there was more punters than, them, than there were cars. So the cars went up. Now it's gone... The other way around again so the, the 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 punter has the power again and 99% of the time in our industry the the punter does have the power because there's more cars than there are people but that's the same with everything that you know it's the same with with clothes it's the same with food it's the same when there's a shortage of something the prices go up when there's not a shortage they come down so again i'm selfishly asking you these questions
0: what are the bargains that you're seeing? What, what, is, what have you seen rapidly fall in the last three or four months? Range r- Big
1: new Range Rovers? All of them, mate. Really? Yeah. There's so, another reason for that, which you actually probably going to, it's a little bit of a topic today. We'll talk about that later. But Range Rovers have taken a huge kick in and 911s. Interesting. Yeah, 992s.
0: Okay, so let's go to the Range Rovers first. So the big new Range Rovers, when they first came out, they seemed to all go straight onto the used market for 30 or 40 grand over list. Oh,
1: mate. I, I mean, when they, I mean, we, this was last year or even the, we had one of the couple of the early, early cars and we got, 45 grand over for one and 50 grand over list for the other one.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And there were just tons of them on the market all the time, right? We, well, there, there, there wasn't when we had our ones, but then it's a very small window and it's the same with a sports when they first come out as well, a mass produced car. There's a really tiny window where you can make a little bit of money. And then the, the, the bottom falls out of them. Mm-hmm. Same with um, that new M2 that I had. Sure, I had a very very early car. I made a little bit of money on not those, but I made a little bit of money on them. Now the bottoms fall out of them.
0: So big Range Rovers are now underlist. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Because the waiting times is, is still, I think, 18 months odd if you're ordering a new Range Rover. I might have misquoted that, by the way, so feel free to fact-check me. But yeah, I think if you're uh, going to go into a dealer and order a brand-new big Range Rover now, let's say at least a year. I think it's a year. Let's say at least a year. Yeah. So if you're impatient, can you go and buy a relatively low-mileage used example for underlist, or are you still paying over list price?
1: But probably as a, as a consumer, they might be list or a little bit over, but as a dealer, we have a margin. Sure. So, you know, I have this conversation with people every day about, you know, oh, I've seen them on the internet. I've got a brand new, I literally had a a guy call me Thursday last week and said, I've got a new brand new Range Rover Sport, uh, 400 E hybrid thing. It's coming in about three weeks. Do you want it? I said, well, do you want to lose any money on it? And he said, no, like, I, at least want my money back. I said, "Well, <laughs> you, you cancel it then." Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I got yeah, have a margin. Of course. And what what the the general public obviously have to realise as well is that when the demand comes off, the dealer margins get bigger because mm-hmm. they have to because mm-hmm. we hold the stock for longer. That's exactly why we have a dealer margin because cars depreciate. So yeah. So if you if you if the
0: car is worth a hundred grand to a buyer, you're going to buy it at 80 because it might sit on your forecourt for four months and in that time it will depreciate.
1: Well, so it's, is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, well, it's all, it's all an, it's all an average mate. I mean, I'd like, like to buy a car for 80 grand and sell it for hundred. It's sure. not quite that no, much, no. but, but yeah, but, I but, know but, what but that, mean. that
0: margin is there because if it ends up on the forecourt for four months and then does depreciate to being
1: worth 90. or yes, you, you've done your money. Fine. You've got, so then, so then at that point you're then holding a, a big asset that's then minus, it's in the other way around. Okay, because you're losing money. You're losing money because, uh, as well going to a, a, a little bit deeper, obviously dealer have most dealers have money costs. Mm-hmm. And even if you use your own money, there's still a cost to that money that you're using. So we're, most, most dealers have what we call uh, unit stocking, so stocking facilities. Mm-hmm. So we pay a daily charge for the money that we're using. All dealers with decent stock they'll have that facility because most people don't fund it on their own. So <clears throat> it's ticking time bomb. Yeah. So all the time the car's in stock, there's a daily charge for a percentage of the, the money that the, the car's got borrowed on it.
0: Okay, so then to flip it back to, our, to the general punters, to buyers, to our listeners who, you know, obviously coming to, maybe looking to buy a car. Yeah. Actually, if a car's been listed with a dealer for a long period of time... Is it harder for a customer to kick you in the balls because you're already losing money? So, for example, if somebody, if you've got a 20 grand margin in a car, I know you don't ever have a 20 grand margin in a car, but let's pretend you did. Someone could come along and maybe just be a really good haggler, or you just want to get rid of the car and somehow manage to get 10 grand under your asking price. I'm just making all of these figures up, by the way. However, if you've held that car for six months and it's now five grand or ten grand in the red as in you've lost money on it they're never gonna be able to come and go well you've had it for six months so i'm gonna offer you 20 grand under what
1: you're asking because clearly you just want to get rid of it because is that am i making any sense here so you 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 are the 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 numbers are extreme but you are making sense so so basically every dealer on on how they evaluate stock depending on normally the size and whether it's a dealer group they um have policies in place of Mm -hmm. of of stockholding so the powers of the internet now whether, whether we like it or not when you can see that from a positive or a negative is that everything's there to see there's no such thing as marking cars up anymore where you used to drive around a show showroom and before the internet and people would mark the cars up they put them up at way too much money you can't really do that anymore because of the internet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can everything's on a piece of paper you can see it it's all in front of you sure so you as far as i'm concerned Cars sell on price. I am more or less an internet business, and that's how I sell my cars. So, but if a car's been in stock a long time, then you have to take a view on it. Yeah. Um, Because you take a view on it, because one, you want the money back, and you want to buy the next bit of stock at the lower price, because the prices have changed. So, it really all depends on the dealer. Some dealers have got really a, aggressive stock policies where the cars have to go, they're run by accountants, the big dealer groups, and they have a 90-day stock policy and the cars have to go. They just get rid of them, even mm-hmm. they get rid of them in the trade. So we buy cars within the network where they could have been advertised at another dealer for 90 or 120 days and they just come out of them and they blow a load of money on them just to come out of them and refresh the stock. Okay. I don't necessarily do that because I'm a... I'm a most smaller independent dealers they don't do that because they they take a view on it differently. So, um, but but then you switch it on its on its head and you go well. Actually, why am I reducing my cars anyway? Because it's so quiet. There's no punters out there, which is what's going on at the moment. It is just genuinely quiet out there. So just sit tight, basically, and well, you, wait for the punters to come back. You, you, you're <laughs> carrying your, you're carrying your overheads, aren't you? So you need to try and do something. But it's a double edged sword, mate, because. Sometimes it doesn't matter how cheap a car is if if, if there's no punter for it. You're not going to sell it Are you yeah. so
0: I, I just I, as I say like so I think there's always a thought as a As a casual buyer or as an observer that oh, if a car's been with a dealer for a long time That's when I've got the chance to kind of go in and go well. You haven't sold it for ages So I'm going to just be really aggressive here, but actually You might have less of a chance if a car's been with a dealer
1: for longer do you know what? The perception of the general public is always weird because people think you put a car up for sale and, it, and if it doesn't sell within the first week, there's something wrong with it. Yeah, okay. Uh, and the, the average stock turn from, for a lot of dealers in the country is, is between 50 and 60 days. Okay. So it's not uncommon for people to hold stock for two months. It's not uncommon. It, it was uncommon in COVID times. You know, I think the average went down to like fifteen days, and and I'm talking probably as an average right across the board. Sure, because sure, sure, sure. Some of the bigger stuff takes longer, and as well, if you if you put a car up for sale and there's a punter, for, you only want one bloke, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's a punter for that particular car. You're going to sell it. Yeah. But if you've just got a generic car, a normal Fiesta. One size fits all seems
0: like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Stuff, And there's millions of them, but there ain't millions of people. You're not going to sell it, are you? Sure. So that 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 that's basically how it works.
0: Okay. Well, write that stuff down, everyone.
1: Uh, <gasps> let's go back to the cars. That. our episode on this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hell. No, no, because what I think is so fascinating is obviously you have a, Insane insight in the way that you run your businesses. I think no one has an, a real understanding of or an appreciation of as a as a potential but as a, as a punter as you say as you mm. pu- as a punter yeah, yeah the way i analyze things is completely different to the actual reality of them and i think there's often a lot of misconceptions or myths or presumptions about the market as you say um seller return cars at high list price well that must be what they're worth or what cars advertised and then what actually it owes the dealer or the seller yeah. but then also i say i always had it in my mind of Oh, well, if a car's been up for sale with a dealer for a long period of time, then I've got a much better chance of going in and offering them very low money because they're going to be desperate to want to sell well, it's
1: it. It's up to the dealer. Of course. It's up to yeah, the individual. But, but,
0: but as, you, as you've just explained as well, there's a sort of sliding scale going on there. So it actually, you know, anyway, long story short, it's it's not always as it seems. No. Uh, when it comes to, you know, our different points of view. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, big Range Rovers, theoretically to an average punter, Somewhere near list price now rather than big overs. Yeah. Uh 992s, all nine ninety two nine elevens, you think of uh
1: yeah, definitely the definitely the S's Turbo S's are down at what Tur- 130 or for a heavily used car, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's 180 of them on the market. Wow. So I mean that's a lot of uh, turbo S's. I mean yeah. some of them are up at 200 grand still, yeah, you know. Yeah. So um there has to be an adjustment. So um GT4 uh, RS's? They've all come off, mate. GC4 4s
0: have written re- our, mean, our
1: cars. Our cars have come off. Not our cars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> two. Our cars have gone up. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what hasn't really come off? Pistas. Four eight They're still mm. three hundred grandish. They are softening a two Are having a bath.
0: Yeah. Oh, 296s are really in trouble. Yeah,
1: they're having a bath. The um, but pistas are mm. fairly um. 488s. Sure. They're okay. Okay. Uh, F8s have had a bit of a bath. Any Um, mid-level stuff? Anything that sort of... I mean... All of it. All of it. All of it. My M3 Tourings had a bath. Okay, interesting. Yeah. M3 Tourings. Big bath. Okay. Sorry Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really deep one. (laughs) And just for any
0: non-Cockney listeners, having a bath means... Uh, big depreciation there we go thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> we do have some international listeners oh just, sorry just to clarify them i obviously understood what having a bath meant yeah you didn't You uh, knew me yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know what a monkey was i still don't uh, 500 quid <laughs>
0: thank, thank you, you. <laughs> um well look one of the reasons you hinted at which is what i really want to get into for the big range rover coming down hmm. is insurance yeah now i was kind of fuming because my insurance renewal came through a couple of weeks ago and not only had it gone up by i don't know like 1500 quid but it meant to insure the 360 and the gt3 it was going to be like i think nearly seven grand mm. like something i and just to clarify that is insanely expensive for those two cars yeah. historically in my head and clearly not correctly, because it was only a 1,500 quid increase. I'm used to paying like, I would say three, three and a half grand to insure my car's in central London. That
1: always felt like a lot, but that's kind of what I was kind of used to. With Well, I mean, from the cars that I've had over the years, that is a lot. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. From what I've seen, I mean... I do live in central London, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I live in London as <laughs> very, well. No, state. I live in very
0: central London. Well you is live it? in Surrey. Central <laughs>
1: London in Surrey.
0: <laughs> Tony's favourite thing to wind me up about. So, I was always aware that I was firstly paying for a top dollar insurer, but that's because also what I do here, they yeah. also uh, protect course. me in other ways. So, I was paying a lot, but then suddenly this felt like basically double in my head. So, I went on this big fuming rage, found out firstly I was with the wrong insurer and I could save at least half if I shopped around but no matter what insurance had just absolutely spiked and so because of this I did some research and it turns out in 2023 Car insurance went up an astonishing 58% yeah. over the last 12 months. The average cost of comprehensive car insurance policy is now £1,000, just under 924 an increase of £338 over the last year. Now, this is uh, seemingly, you know, across the country.
1: Where's the 58% come from then? Did you say over three years, did you say uh, 58%? No, 58% is over the last 12 months. Right, but but you said it's gone up by three hundred quid. That's not fifty eight percent. Then from from seven hundred to the average 1, cost has gone up.
0: The average cost has gone from nine It's gone up three hundred thirty eight pounds to that's... to nine hundred
1: twenty four quid. Yeah, but so it would have been six hundred quid originally. So that's not fifty eight percent. What six hundred quid originally gone yeah. up
0: by three hundred and thirty eight? So it's
1: oh, an it is, increase. Sorry, of... sorry, sorry, yeah, it's yes, sorry, it's the fifty percent. Bloody hell! Now I'm worried about
0: everything. You deserve a lot less. Anyone else? No, it is Yeah. Sorry,
1: it's me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, um, that sounds like me. So What's apparently, men have been hit the hardest. It's a change for 2023. Um, Young drivers actually hit even harder. Drivers aged 18 paid nearly three grand on average. More than triple the national average. It's also an 89% increase on the previous year. Wow. So I nearly marched on parliament uh, as a sort of campaign that this is a big... On your own? Con. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, And I thought, hold on a sec. No, let's talk about it on the podcast. So... I know why people are claiming insurance has gone up, but where does this sit with you, Tony? Were you aware of this? What are your thoughts on it? Do you have any reasons as to why you think it might have happened? Well,
1: uh, overall, by the way, my insurance has gone down oh. over the last year. Who are you with? Yeah. So Who are my, you with? My... <laughs> Let's give them some plugs. Come on, I want to join so up. My, my business insurance has gone down okay. I've had to add some extra security and i've got some different stipulations to add to my old ones but it has actually gone down considerably as well as in not a few hundred but that's business car insurance that's my my work insurance oh let's just talk about car insurance i don't know about other insurance this is well i do this is car insurance well (laughs) i don't know a minute this uh, (laughs) what do i do for a living no no i know but that's that's business. business but it's car insurance no so, i mean so that's what i, I mean, said sell cars. no
0: but business car insurance yeah 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 okay fine you said no it's business insurance well
1: yeah it's business insurance but it's business car insurance <laughs> yeah that's what i mean i mean i do not think i'd have to say business right, car
0: insurance insuring you <laughs> to drive a car
1: yes okay fine i thought it was insuring your business because of course you can have separate business well, it's all on it so it's, like, it's all in one mate you, right. get, you get tailored insurance okay what about but- your personal car insurance Oh, well, well yeah. I got a little bit of, well, I got a bit of a comp- confession, because historically, over the last few years, my insurance was horrendously cheap, to the point where I thought, flipping hell, how can it be that cheap? Something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and my, uh, my personal insurance was due for renewal in July, I get a letter in June. Says, uh, Mister Denardus, who circumstances and a change of policy within the insurance group, we are not going to reinsure you. So you have got to get new insurance <laughs> because what they've done is, mate, they've they've taken a valuation of their supercar sector, realised that they were way too cheap, yeah, and just uh, completely cut the market. So oh, we're wow. not we're not doing that market anymore because our <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were totally screwing it up. Yeah. So then I had to have a shop around. Okay um which i did sure but and i've got um so you've had to go up you've had to so it has gone up okay but not life-changing i mean i managed to um you're not getting ripped off like i was no, no. but but it, but as i'm still not getting ripped off now to be fair i'm with uh admiral now fair two 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 yeah and um but it was more expensive but it's still i consider like reasonable not unreasonable you know like just oh i'm not paying that you know what i mean which was mine yeah has
0: been mine for the last five years (laughs) (laughs) i've just been scammed is what i've worked (laughs) out i've essentially been scammed and i was just like oh sure okay fine (laughs) that sounds normal to me
1: yeah forty thousand pounds why not (laughs) please (laughs) so i um so it, it was fine and I've only got the one car, I've only got the GT3 now, so everything else is on the, on on the business. business insurance, yeah. Okay, so then
0: why are you thinking that insurance has gone up so much for the nation? Well,
1: it's a pot of money. So basically, the, 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 the insurance brewer or whatever they're called, they all work off a great big pot of money. So what's obviously happened is that that, that pot of money has diminished over the last year and they need to pass that on to the consumer. I think they're taking the piss a little bit because as we've seen with the oil companies and the energy companies and the food companies, they always put a bit more on for themselves. But obviously, there's been a lot more claims. And when we talk about Range Rovers, I mean, there are many insurance companies in London. If you live in London or you have a a BR postcode or a Surrey postcode, forget insuring a Range Rover or if you are going to get insured, it's many thousands of pounds.
0: Yeah, I know many people who've had insurance simply refused for a new Range Rover in Central because they're stolen so regularly. All the while. And actually, generic car crime... I think in London, but also city centres in the UK and I guess Europe has increased so much and we see it across social media a lot at the moment of cars being stolen, trackers being deactivated, Mm. all these kind of things, car vandalism. Yeah. and, and therefore, I understand why insurers are increasing their premiums on, on street, parked, or even just any London... Their liability's changed, mate. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it for sure is much higher risk. And let's not forget the price of vehicles has increased. So they're now having to insure more expensive vehicles <clears throat> in uh, a more uncertain times. So I don't complete. I, I get that. I expect it if I'm sitting here watching cars getting broken into and nicked and hearing from all my friends that cars are being stolen... Okay, fine. Insurance in central London is going to go up. I get it, but fifty-eight percent year on year seems really extreme. And actually, the research is pointing its fingers in another direction.
1: All right. Well, let's 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 use an example, right? Let's flip it on its head, right? Let's let's look at it and the fact that cars are more expensive now, which means they're going to be if they're stolen, they're going to pay out more, or um, fixing them mm-hmm. is just going to cost more money, right? So let's let's do an example. The old shape. BMW M4 Mm -hmm. was 55 grand for Mm -hmm. a new one. Sure. A new one uh, is 85 grand. So it's 30 grand more. So how much has got that gone up by? Nearly that's over 50% that's gone up by. Okay. So that's probably, I mean, they are putting a bit on top the insurance companies, but as cars get more expensive, they become naturally more expensive to repair. And um Insurance premiums have got to go up. Yeah, but I think, as you say,
0: it 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 seems that they're pushing it to an extreme. That's a very good point, actually. It is a very good point. Costs all around are, are increasing everywhere. Um, and also let's not forget part supply issue. Yeah. So there's a delay on getting hold of parts. That's repair less so things. now, by
1: the way. Less so. Mm, it's still a little bit of a problem, but okay. that's another thing as well. So the older cars, so are getting nicked all the while because there was a parts problem, so they're nicking them and breaking them up and selling them, selling the used parts. So across the board, car
0: thefts are up. Of course. So again, the insurance has to go higher. Yep. And also, we all need insurance. Like, I don't know how it works in different countries around the world. Well, not but
1: everyone does, but yeah, 99% of us don't. In the UK, at least, you you're
0: insuring the car, right? I get so confused. Because um, in America, you insure your Personal liability. The car has to be insured. So yeah, the car in the UK is insured. Yeah. You are a named driver on the policy. Yeah. It is the car that is insured. I know in different countries that's different. I'm pretty sure in America you have personal liability and then another like, what liability? Yeah, yeah. So it's your insurance, yeah. not the car's insurance. But in the UK it's the car. Um, so it does make sense. Therefore, that as the as you say the prices increase. However, here we go. This is uh, this is a bit of research. This was on confused.com. There was another. another. start Uh, yeah another article in the independent actually which cited um oh no this is the same it's it's the same research so uh confused.com uh let me see price rises insurance where was the thing have where is it why has car insurance gone up there are several reasons why car insurance prices have gone up so much recently firstly the continued rise of electric vehicles means an increase in expensive technological advanced cars. Mm. SMMT reports that registrations for battery EVs have increased by almost 36% compared to last year, Mm. with some manufacturers stating that they're only going to make EVs in the future. This will likely continue to rise, despite the Prime Minister's announcement a ban of selling new petrol diesel cars will be delayed. These EVs come with, firstly, a higher price tag, and enhanced technology so cost more to repair after an accident also the supply chain is still feeling the effects of the pandemic so there are often delays and backlogs for ev repairs the expense of evs has led many drivers to turn to second-hand cars because of this they're keeping their value longer mm, debatable this this means more expensive cars uh, more expensive claims for the insurers uh, if the car is written off or stolen uh, this pushes up insurance costs for other drivers Add to that the overall increase in claims following the pandemic. Interesting. Uh, it could also explain why car insurance is so high. This despite the fact that the FCA introduced rules in 2022
1: to ensure fairer insurance prices. And I think the biggest problem with, with EVs as well is um, no, no bugger
0: fixes them. Well, yes. Yeah, so and my neighbour was complaining about this. My lovely neighbour with her MG uh said that that because uh, with the abarth loan i had in she was asking me some questions and i said oh it's you know it's so great but you know it's it's 40 grand it's kind of expensive and blah blah She goes, "Well, the thing is her car wasn't the mg but it was so expensive to insure and mm. you told me a similar story before and uh yeah she said it was a three times the price of her previous civic that she had
1: yeah i mean, i literally called you up last week and told you a brief story about uh, uh someone i know that runs a tesla mm-hmm. bought it brand new last year Elon be being the genius that he is, said you've got a year's free insurance for a reason. He goes to insure it this year. It was two and a half grand. Whoa. And he said, I mean, he thought he'd made a mistake. I mean, Sounds like a- he spoke to my broker. For- <laughs> 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 he's a 40-odd-year-old man and and never had any claims, blah, blah, blah. blah. So he thought, this can't be right. I mean, I mm. haven't done anything wrong. So he punched a normal combustion car. I think it was a Porsche sure. plugged in. 600 quid wow so uh, uh, It's literally because of the tesla because no one fixes them. They're really expensive to repair crash damage ones obviously and That they're they're expensive to replace.
0: It's very interesting. We'd love to know in the comment section below What what have you found has your insurance gone through the roof? Have you had any insane quotes like I've had for renewing your insurance? Have you had to sell your car Because of the insurance, because I think this is what's going to be happening. I think we've seen it with the Range Rovers. You mentioned it. People are taking delivery of their cars or ordering them, calling up the insurance, and the insurance goes, we're not going to, we're
1: not going to... Well, maybe even worse than that. People that own Range Rovers, I can't tell you how many calls I've had over the last three or four months, and a lot of the dealers that may listen will verify this. The amount of Range Rover customers that currently own cars insured... Their insurance companies won't renew the insurance, so they're having to sell them, which, wow. is, which, which is the big reason why, the, 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 the you know, they depreciate so much. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. every there's a glut of them come on the market. The
0: market gets flooded yeah. with cars that people can't insure. I mean, it's such a, a seismic issue, because as I say, I mean, we cost a living crisis, but if you're going to have a car, you have to insure it. Yeah. And... As the push goes to have cleaner, greener cars, hybrids, new technology, EVs, or I think that, that article is wrong by saying used values are increasing. But in general... It's probably like written a year ago. If the insurance... No, no, it's a very new article. No. Uh, in the ins- If the insurance is going to add to our cost, it's going to... People are going to have to step away from cars more and more. You know, no. it, it, it's it's an added cost that... So many people aren't going to be able to afford it. Yeah. they're increasing this much, um, and that's going to get into your favorite topic, the economy. That's going to affect things pretty hard then if people aren't able to move around. Oh, that's another episode Get to work
1: now.. I mean, i just got to wrap up for an hour about that.
0: That's when we'll get our local MP to join us. <laughs> yes, get him in. But I, I genuinely think this is a con, mm. and I, th- I, I think I can understand some of the logic. Now now we've talked through it. Okay, fine. I realise that prices are going to have to increase somewhat. And you're right. Shop around is the key thing. Um, there are still some uh, uh, sensible insurers out there offering reasonable-ish prices. But for everyone, it's another significant increase in into the cost of living that I just think is, well, a little bit of taking advantage of the consumer. Mm. But,
1: but, but by the way, we are having a, you know, a little bit of a downturn. The whole country's having a bit of a downturn at the moment. And if, and if we were all having it off and all earning loads of money, this would never be a problem. Sure. It's like, it's, it, you know, it's like when you've got one problem, you always end up having 10 because everything comes at once. Right. Of course. So it, things will get better because the world, we'll live in a different world again. So we won't be talking about this in six months' time because... I hope not. Well, it might be a bit longer than six months, but in general, everyone is feeling the squeeze, aren't they? Sure. A- across the board, you know, if it, it's insurance one week, it's food the next, it's clothes the week after, then it's fuel, then it's, I've lost my job. And, you know, there's always something. And, it's you know, interest rates, my mortgage has gone up. Mm-hmm. It's Everything is doom and gloom at the moment. But... Trust me, mate. This happens every ten or fifteen years. We've had a lovely run. We're now suffering a bit, but it always comes back.
0: And there's always It'll things to back. look forward to, of like course. our live events in Australia, which yeah. are just a few weeks away. Oh <laughs> <I> my, <might> emigrate <laughs> yeah, I live there? Oh my god! Hey, I talked to a guy who's doing that. What? Listener of the podcast, he's moving to Sunshine Coast. What's the economy like there? Well, apparently, his school fees are freaking half what they were here. Uh, really? Yeah, private school. Yeah, if I'll t- I tell you, the fees afterwards, you'll be moving to Australia in a heartbeat. Oh, uh,
1: people, uh, yeah. that's, that's everything safe for me. Literally I'm
0: done. <laughs> um, But yes, yeah, so there's this around the corner. Uh, just, just for a second. If you are an insurance company and you genuinely want to put yourself forward because you think you can offer our listeners, I don't know what, good rates or reasonable rates or fair rates, do get in touch because we are... Keen actually I mean Tony mentioned Admiral yeah. I'm actually Looking at Admiral as well I There was another one Who got recommended to Me to the other day I don't know but, but we are keen To try and push people In the right direction But I literally I went compare the market Yeah, I chucked it in Admiral was one of the Most competitive for me And there was another one That I hadn't heard of Anyway so
1: Or if you're one of One of the big CEOs For one of the big Insurance companies You want a headline sponsor You are more than welcome Oh well, yeah that <laughs> Of
0: course Oh yeah If you want to chuck us A load of money Then I'll happily pay My seven grand renewal That's easy peasy <laughs> um but like i said we're off to australia any second now we've got a live event this sunday uh those of you coming to australia just a reminder not coming to australia coming to our events in australia just a reminder you do not need a ticket for the cars and coffee element of our events you can just rock up turn up unannounced we'd love to see you we'd love to meet you you only need a ticket if you want to join us inside for these podcast recordings like our traditional live events yeah. and uh I, th- I think it's only Perth where there are tickets available now, I think. Um, but but please still come along. Come and say hi. We want to make as much noise as possible. Uh, we've got some amazing things lined up uh, for our trip there. Twiggy's now just woken up from her bed under the table and is sniffing Jackson on uh, Tony's legs, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but we're going to wrap things up there. So yeah, let us know car insurance we really want to hear from you uh, what's been going on with you and car insurance quote in the meantime if you want to keep up with what tony's getting up to he's at tony growlwood car sales on most social media platforms i'm at seen through glass we'll be back with you next week with our live episode from podium and then you'll be joining us for our big adventure down under see you soon